So good to see you if you're joining us here in the room or joining us online. Each time we get together, we come with expectation for what God wants to deposit in our hearts. And as we begin, I just want to encourage you, prepare your hearts for what God has for you. Today, I have the privilege of continuing a series that we started last week entitled Renewed. Do you know in life, we need to be renewed. We eat every day. We rest every day. But sometimes, the things that we do don't do enough to help us feel renewed. Some of you, a very few of you, are still on your New Year's resolutions. You're encouraged, you're motivated, you're excited. But then there's some of us who are already worn out. We're already done with resolutions. And the only resolution we've made is we're not making resolutions anymore. But then there's a class of us, a group of us, who are so worn out from the last year that we can't even seem to catch our breath. And I want to encourage you today, if you find yourself weary and worn down and broken, God wants to renew you and I today. So today I want to share with you on the topic, renewed through friendship. Renewed through friendship. We can be renewed through friendship. Now all of us, we want friends. We want people who know us, who love us, who understand us, who accept us. And some of us are fortunate to have friends that we really know are truly friends. But others of us, we have a friend deficit. Yes, we have friends on social media. We have them in the thousands. We go to work in a big office building where we see hundreds of people. Some of us are in school and we sit in a lecture hall where we're around hundreds of people. But some of us who are here, if we're really honest, there's no one we can call when life shows up and it gets difficult. And I think some of us, the reason why we struggle is we are afraid to be vulnerable. We're afraid to let someone in. We're afraid that if we let them in, they'll reject us. Others of us, we struggle with getting close to people because we bought into a cultural mentality that tells us we need to be independent. We have an individualistic perspective. We believe that we must do it all by ourselves. You hear it in the culture Pull yourself up by your bootstraps. If you want to advance and climb the corporate ladder, no one's going to help you. you got to do it by yourself. Some of us have bought into that mentality. And for others of us, we bought into this idea that if you want to go fast, go alone. If you want to go fast, go alone. But I want to suggest to you that there's a different second part to that statement. Yes, maybe if you want to go fast, you go alone. But if you want to go far, you go together. If you want to go far in your life, go together. And I believe that God intends for you and I to go together, to grow together, to advance together, to be a body of Christ that moves and advances. God expects us and he wants that for us. He yearns for us to do that. Now the Apostle Paul He's known for writing many, many letters, and the books in the Bible are not books technically, they're letters. And so the Apostle Paul wrote one letter to the church in Galatia, and the book is entitled Galatians. 
And part of the reason why he was penning that letter to them is they lived in a pagan city. And Christians in that small city were a minority. And they were having to struggle against the culture, kind of like us. Having to struggle against the ideas of the culture and society and expectations and everything goes. And so what he encouraged the disciples to do, those who were following Jesus Christ, was he encouraged them to get connected to one another. And he has some timeless words for you and I. And so I want to invite you to join me in Galatians chapter 6, verses 1 and 2. And if you have the Westover app, open that app up. I have some notes there for you to follow along. Let's look at what the Apostle Paul encourages the church at Galatia to do when they're encountering difficulty. Verse 1, brothers and sisters, if someone is caught in a sin, you who live by the Spirit should restore that person gently. But watch yourselves, or you also may be tempted. Verse 2, carry each other's burdens, and in this way you will fulfill the law of Christ. Now I want to introduce one central idea that serves as the anchor for the entire message today. And it's this idea of faith friendships. Some of us, no, dare I say all of us, we need faith friendships. We need people who believe in Jesus, who are there to walk right beside us as we journey through life. We all, myself included, need faith friendships. And faith friendships are essential because faith friendships help us go faster and further. I want to suggest to you that when you have other believers in your life, you can go faster and further in your life. Some of you are wondering, why am I being held back? Why can't I go as fast as I need to? Why can't I go as far as I need to? I want to suggest to you that your solution is finding a way to be renewed through friendship. So today I want to share with you three benefits of having faith friendships. Three benefits to you and I having faith friendships. Benefit number one, faith friends connect us to God. They connect us to God. Verse one says this, brothers and sisters live by the Spirit. Some of us have a difficult time in our faith journey because we're walking alone. We're walking by, by ourselves. But if you notice these first Three words, those two words that are very essential, brothers and sisters, is not in the singular, it's in the plural. And what the Apostle Paul is telling the church at Galatia is that they need to do life together. We also, as a church, need to do life together. In fact, here at Westover, one of our core values is we are better together. You and I, we are better together. I am better because you are here. And our hope is that you are better because we are here. We are better together. Some of us, we are connected to people, but we're still struggling. And the reason why is because some of the people that are our friends are not friends at all. They're actually frenemies. They act like friends. They talk like friends. But the way they live their life doesn't advance us and doesn't advance us closer to God. And so if you find yourself being held back, 
I want to give you one idea that I think will be helpful to you to determine whether the people in your life are friends or frenemies. Friends are like elevators. They either take you up or they take you down. They either take you up or they take you down. So I want to ask this question for you to consider. Who are the people in your life that get your best? Who gets your time, your attention, your focus, your investment? Are they taking you up or are they taking you down? Some of us, we need to audit our friend list. Someone once said that we are the average of the five people we spend the most time with. We're the average of that. Who's in your life? Are they taking you up or are they taking you down? Do they invite you to church or to the club? Do they invite you to Bible study or to the bar? Do they challenge you to party or to pray? Some of us, we need to audit and set some people aside in our life. We need to make that a priority this year. We need to change that in our own heart. The great theologian of our time, Garth Brooks, got it wrong when he said, I have friends in low places. You and I, as believers, we don't need friends in low places. We don't need friends in low places. Do you know the enemy is in a low place? We don't need friends in low places. We need friends that take us higher, that encourage us to chase after the Lord, that encourage us to fully pursue and fully live him out in our family and in our marriage and in our workplace. We need to fully embrace that. Dare I say, we need friends that take us to the most high God. We need friends in high places. I need friends in high places. I need a friend in the most high place who is the Lord. So if you are here today and you need different friends, I want you to know you're right in the right place because the best place to find faith friends is, guess what? Right here in the church. If you're looking for some people who are gonna take you higher and who are gonna take you further and gonna take you faster, we need to find some faith friends here. Church is the best place to find faith friends. And faith friends, they connect us to God. But more importantly, they challenge us to live by the Spirit. Now, some of you may be saying, you know, I'm new, I'm new to this whole church thing. I'm new to this whole God thing. I'm not really sure who this Holy Spirit person is. Well, I'm glad you asked. We believe that there is one God, three persons, the Father, the Son, Jesus Christ, and the Holy Spirit. And they together form what's called the triune or the, the triune God or the Trinity. They are unified in character, in perspective, in focus, in intention, but each one has a unique role. The Father superintends over all things. He is the judge of our life. Jesus, most famously, he is known to be our redeemer. He came to earth to die for us, to pay for our sins so that we could have eternal life. Also, he is the most creative force. Everything that exists in this world was created through him and by him. And the Holy Spirit 
is the best friend, the best coach, the best mentor you and I can ever have. And if we have accepted Jesus Christ in our heart, we have access to the Holy Spirit, and he wants us to journey with him. But some of you may still be asking, but pastor, how do I live by the Spirit? Well, I'm glad you asked. Because in Galatians 5.25, two verses prior to the verses we just read, the Apostle Paul gives us an insight. He says this, since we live by the Spirit, let us keep in step with the Spirit. He wants us to keep in step with him. Now, some of you know I've got two kiddos. My son Aiden is nine, my daughter Alexis is seven, and we have a great time. And sometimes when we go out and we have fun, sometimes we have great adventures and sometimes we have interesting adventures. And recently we had an interesting adventure. I got a notice through my email that there was a department store that was having a sale. So I said, well, let me check this out. Let me see what they have. So I go to the department store and I have my two kids with me. And I make a rookie mistake. Instead of going directly to the men's department, I cut through the little girl's department. And my daughter got distracted. She stopped at the shiny boots and the dresses with the sequins and the shirts with the gold foil on the front. And every couple of steps, I said, Alexis, come on. Alexis, come on. Alexis, come on. Alexis, come on. And I thought, once we reached the end of that department, I thought, man, we're home free. I can go to my destination. I'm headed places. I can pick up the pace. So I start walking. I start going where I need to go. And then behind me, I hear my son say, dad, 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 wait, 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 wait. And so I turn, and there's my daughter. She's caught up on something else. She got distracted. And this is what my son did. He walked over to her. He grabbed her by the hand. He said, come on, Alexis. And he brought her to me. And I realized that's exactly what faith friends do. In life, we get distracted by things around us. And what faith friends do is they don't leave a man or a woman behind. They grab us by the hand. They walk with us and they help us reconnect with God. For you see, the Holy Spirit is on a journey. He's taking us to a destination. And faith, friends, help us stay focused. And so if you have doubts in your heart today, I want you to know that God has a plan and a purpose and a divine direction for you and for I. And he wants us to discover what that is. But we must be willing to keep in step with him. We must be willing to follow him. And if we do, he will take us places that we've never been before, and he'll bless us in ways that we've never seen. The second benefit to having faith friends is they help us when we stumble. They help us when we stumble. Verse 1 says this in its entirety. Brothers and sisters, if someone is caught in a sin, you who live by the Spirit, you who walk by the Spirit, should restore that person gently. But watch yourselves, or you may be tempted. Now, faith friends, they keep us out of trouble. They keep us on track. They keep us from hitting a pothole and a pit and driving ourselves into the ditch. They help us out. Now, the Bible calls those mistakes sin. That's what it's referring to here in the Bible. And effectively, sin is missing the mark. Let me give you a word picture that I think will help you. 
When you shoot a basket, you want to make it in the basket, but sometimes it bricks off the rim. Sometimes you shoot at a target and miss it completely. Sometimes when you kick a field goal, instead of going through the uprights, it hits off the goal post. And here's what faith friends do. And I want you to pay close attention to this. Faith friends never move the goal post. They just help you aim better. They help you focus better. They help you follow through better. They help you get on the right track. They help you and I when we stumble. In fact, faith friends say, I've got your back, and I'll help you up. They got your back when you stumble. But when you fall down flat on your face, they say they'll help you up. For those of you who are in the military, you'll understand what I'm about to say. Who's got your six? Who's got your back? If you don't have somebody who's got your back, you're in trouble. But if you have somebody who's got your back, they're there to support you. They're there to encourage you. That's what God intends for us to do for one another, is to get each other's back. Ecclesiastes 4, verses 9 and 10 and 12. I've actually listed those verses at the bottom of your app for future study. This is what it says. Two are better than one because they have a good return for their labor. If either of them falls down, one can help the other up. But pity anyone who falls and has no one to help them up. Though one may be overpowered, two can defend themselves. A cord of three strands is not quickly broken. God intends for us to journey in life together with one another and not leave anyone behind. And when we are together, we truly are better together. We as believers, we have a spiritual responsibility that if we see something, we need to say something. We need to say something to people. As some of you know, I spent a number of years as a counselor, and I picked up a couple things that I think I want to share with you that I think will help you as you help other people. The first thought I want to offer to you is that you and I, we need to reach out. If we see something, say something. We need to reach out. And when we reach out, we're actually living out who Jesus is because he divested himself of glory. He put on an earthly body, and he reached out to us. And God expects you and I to do the same. But it doesn't stop there. We must be willing to restore that person gently. One of my favorite shows I'm watching these days is called Rust to Riches. They take these old junk cars and they restore them to glory. And I believe God wants to do that for us. All of us have rusty places in our life. And he wants to restore us. But he does it in a way that's gentle. And we, we must be willing to share the truth in love. We must be willing to have both of them as we encourage people. One thing that helped me as I have talked with people and pastored people is this one thought. If I were in their shoes, how would I want them to treat me? As you're working with other people, I want to encourage you. Think about that. Find ways to restore them gently. And finally, watch out. Don't get tripped up yourself. As they say in the culture, check yourself before you wreck yourself. It's good advice. I don't trust the source, but it's good advice. It's timeless. God wants us to be vigilant and pay attention. The third benefit of having a faith friend is they support us when we struggle. Verse 2 says this, carry each other's burdens. In this way, you will fulfill the law of Christ. We're all going to face challenges People in our family are going to get sick. We're going to have grief and loss. We're going to have illnesses. Things are going to pop up. 
we're going to experience burdens. And God wants us to come alongside one another and help lift the burden off. Actually, the word burden is a boulder. That's the idea. God wants us to lift the boulder off of one another. He wants us to do that. If we do that, we fulfill the laws of Christ. I'll just make mention of this. There are three laws. They're mentioned in Mark 12, 30 and 31 and John 13, 34 and 35. But let me encapsulate it for you. The laws of Jesus are simple. Love God and love other people. Love God and love other people. And if we're willing to love God and love other people, we fulfill the law of Christ. But how do we do it? How do we really put it in practice? I want you to notice how the Apostle Paul starts that first verse. He says, brothers and sisters, he wants you and I to be a faith family. People don't need more friends. They need a faith family. You who are here, you need a faith family. You and I, we need a faith family. I'll just say this briefly. When I first got here to San Antonio, I didn't know anybody except my brother and sister, but one friend was willing to reach out to me and he invited me to church. But not only did he do that, he went out of his way to introduce me to other people. He said, this is my friend, Matt. This is my friend, Jason. He took the time to connect me to other people. Can I just talk to you home folk for a moment? God wants us to do the same. He wants us to look around to the people around us and say hello. It's easy to get stuck in the groups and the cliques that we're currently in, but there are people who are sitting around us who want to be part of a faith family, and God has deputized you and I to be that person to reach out to them and encourage them to come into the body of Christ. But don't stop there. Be willing to invite them. Invite them to coffee. Invite them to breakfast. Invite them to lunch. Invite them to a gathering. Invite them to your life group. Invite them to your life group. Invite them to your life group. There's always space for one more. The first gathering I ever came to that was a Westover gathering, I went to someone's house, and the house was full. But you know what my friends did? They stopped they gave me a seat on the couch, and my friends, they sat on the floor. They made a place for me. Here at Westover, we want to make a place for everyone, and we need your help. This isn't just a pastoral appeal. This is the appeal of the heart of God. He wants us to be a faith family, to be connected, to do life so that we can go faster and further in life. Will you take the challenge and be willing to accept that responsibility to advance other people. Some of us, you're here, you've been here just a couple of days, a couple of weeks. If somebody asks you to go somewhere, be willing to say yes. Pastor said this, he said this, that sometimes our blessing is on the other side of yes. So if someone invites you, be willing to say yes. God wants to bless you and I. And as I close, I want to invite you to stand. Let's pray and ask God to help us. God, we're here. You've challenged us to become a faith family.
you're inviting us to connect with one another, to leave no one behind. We are better together. Help us as a body of Christ create a place for everyone. God, we need you. Empower us through your spirit. Whisper in our heart what we can do to help connect the unconnected. There are people that you're sending to us that you want us to integrate into your family. And I ask God that you will empower us and help us to do that. We need you, Lord, and we ask you to help us. In Jesus' name, amen. Right before I dismiss, I want to encourage you to accept the challenge. If you're willing to connect with someone this week, maybe connect with someone who's sitting right beside you. Connect with them. And if you go out and you meet them, would you share on social media that you met someone new and use the hashtag better together? Share with us. We would love to celebrate how you're taking a next step to renew people through friendship. We're so delighted that you're here. God bless you, and we are dismissed. <laughs>